0: what's up everybody thank you for listening to the Flipside podcast Flipside for your ears uh this is a quick hits edition where we go over one or two topics that'll get you through your commute brushing your teeth taking a shower whatever you're doing we appreciate any feedback uh reviewing subscribe download like whatever your platform however you get your podcast please hit the like hit subscribe and uh let's keep this thing rolling let's go We talking about practice. Not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. Practice, man. I mean, how silly is that? Every year the NFL puts out their top one hundred players list, voted on by the players, you know, their peers. And it's it's always a point of discussion, it's always a debate, people always argue it and it's stupid, it's stupid. Look, it's voted on by the players, so you can it's it's not some guy on social media making this list. But what I did notice is that of the twelve quarterbacks that were taken that were that were on that list, only one of them was drafted in the top five. And that was last year. That was Kyler Murray, number one. He came in at number 90. So what I want to know is what do we actually know about quarterbacks? Because as you know, in life, there's there's no situations that are the same. Nobody's situation is the same. No quarterback situation is the same. And, and it's a trend because um, if you look at the last 10 years, not counting this year because we don't know what uh, Joe Burrow or uh, – As fates are. They were top five picks in this year's draft. They haven't played yet, so we'll leave that alone, but I have a a hunch. Um, If you look at the past uh, 10 years, 2009 to 2019, there's 15 quarterbacks that have been taken in the top five. And they're all considered disappointments, all of them, except, well, Andrew Luck, who – had a great career, but guess what he 's done he 's not playing football anymore at twenty twenty nine years old or whatever he was so another trend that I noticed in this list of of the top five picks was that they 're all run by historically they 're all picked by historically bad franchises unless it's it 's a a pick that a team came from the back and traded up for, or you know it, it they 've been traded to somewhere else but um, we had Ryan Tannehill on the list. He was he was a top, uh, top, he was seventh or eighth overall, it, but he went to Miami and he was considered a bust after six years. Like he, people thought he couldn't play. It wasn't until he got traded to a system that fit him to where he really got to shine, and now he's on the NFL top 100 list. Um, so, I mean, Dak Prescott, Pat Mahomes. Uh, Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson. They're Russ or er, Lamar Jackson was the 32nd overall pick by the Ravens. Um, Mahomes was 10th. And that was a that was a trade up. He was projected to go 24th, 25th. Uh, Dak Prescott's a fourth rounder. Uh, Tom Brady was sixth round, 199th, famously. Uh, Drew Brees is a second round pick, and not only that, but Drew Brees got drafted by the San Diego Chargers, who. Uh, we're we're a bad franchise. They're poorly coached and didn't have a ton of success. Uh, to that point, and two three years later, uh, under they they have Marty Schottenheimer, who's one of the best talent talent evaluators that there is, and he came in and traded Drew Brees, drafted Philip Rivers, not in that order, drafted Philip Rivers, and then traded Drew Brees. So that tells me that. They didn't think that Drew Brees was as good as Philip Rivers, and Schottenheimer's not not wrong about these things. He gets paid a lot of money to evaluate talent, and he traded Brees to the Saints, who had a good offensive system. Right when Brees got there, is there anybody that would argue that Drew Brees is better than Philip Rivers, or that Philip Rivers is better than Drew Brees? Probably not. But if you think about it, are you are you really sure? that he's not because we don't know because Philip Rivers has been better than Drew Brees until he got to the pros Philip Rivers was better than Drew Brees in at at every level uh, Dak Prescott he was a three-star prospect coming out of high school he's a fourth round pick coming out of college and now he's trying to become one of the most the highest-paid quarterbacks, and people argue that he's in the top five in the NFL. When did Dak Prescott become better at football than guys like Matthew Stafford or Sam Darnold or Matt Ryan? Because these guys have been better throughout. Carson Palmer was a highly-touted high schooler, uh, uh, the top pick in the draft. All these guys... That that people put on the top of this list have have come to situ have gone to situations that are that are advantageous. I mean, Kansas City was a playoff team. They drafted Mahomes. He sits for a year. Aaron Rodgers sat behind Brett Favre. They were a playoff team. Um, Dak Prescott went to the Cowboys. They had pieces in place. Uh, Romo P- Prescott probably wouldn't have seen the light of day for another year or two had Romo not got hurt, but. Uh, The point I'm trying to make is at what point, well, let's say Matthew Stafford is a five-star high school recruit, uh, goes to Georgia. He's the number one overall pick in the draft, goes to the 0-16 Lions. He's still hanging on, but he's a disappointment. Like, where along the line? Like, who's wrong here? Because these scouts get paid a lot of money and... Rightfully so, brain surgeons get a lot, paid a lot of money because they're good at doing brain surgery. Scouts get paid a lot of money because they're good at scouting talent. So the scout, the high school scouts got it wrong. The NFL scouts got it wrong, and Stafford's just not good. But they, they, they get it wrong all the time. Apparently, right? How how can somebody get so many things wrong so often? How can one profession be that wrong, that often? And I mean. You look at what Dak Prescott has played with versus what Carson Palmer or uh, Stafford or Sam Darnold have had to play with. Like, Dak Prescott's had one of the best offensive lines I've ever seen. He's got an all-world running back in Ezekiel Elliott, weapons, and a defense that can get him the ball back. Those other guys have never had that. That's because they went to situations where the team was bad, the franchise is bad, it's poorly run, and these teams... Detroit, Cincinnati, uh, Miami, Cleveland, the Jets, they're trying to either put a Band-Aid or find a savior or they're trying to sell jerseys and sell tickets because quarterbacks sell jerseys, quarterbacks sell tickets. But if you don't protect your quarterback, if you don't get pieces around your quarterback, you're, they're doomed. I mean, David Carr was a first overall pick for the Texans. They didn't have any offensive linemen, not even, not even a good one. And he got hit a lot, and it shortened his career. Um, but these teams are just, they're not, they're not put together. They're not ready for a quarterback. I'm not saying that a quarterback is not the most important position on the field. I believe it is. But it can't be your first piece to a rebuild. It cannot. Because it shortens careers, it costs a lot of money, and, and it's not good in the long run. And... Um, I, I just question everything that people say about the quarterback position because none of their none of their situations are are equal i mean um if you if you you look at what the media says or uh the people on social media they make lists they rank quarterbacks they do this and uh e s p n has uh personalities that'll argue these things or analysts or whatever they are. A lot of these guys, the analysts on the major, major sports markets are people like Stephen A. Smith and Stephen A. Smith is very good at what he does and he's in his position for a reason, but he doesn't watch any more football than a football fan. He doesn't watch it differently. He doesn't know more things because of, he doesn't see a different game. He's not, he's not an expert on football. He's paid to debate. He has an agenda. So, when people like Patrick Mahomes get all this credit for getting or get all this hype for getting all their money and their uh endorsements and they're all over TV well yeah ESPN's going to talk about how great of a quarterback they are and i'm not saying it's it's mahomes it's Dak Prescott i mean they're the cowboys they, they they're a huge fan base but um they have an agenda i mean espn covers football they have monday night football well guess what they want ratings and if the best quarterback, the quote unquote best quarterbacks in the world are playing on their network, then that looks good on them. Think about these these guys are journalists. They they went to school, they got journalism degrees, and that's why they're experts. So, think about think about who has who has more skin in the game, so to speak. So, you've got media and Uh, casual fans who just assume it's Patrick Mahomes and Dak Prescott and Lamar Jackson, and because of what they see. I mean, they, they win. They're winning. But they have complete teams around them. Scouts have more skin in the game than anybody because they don't have an agenda other than to keep their job. And so they're the best talent evaluators in the world. And they're telling you that from a young age, Sam Darnold and Matthew Stafford and Carson Palmer and all these guys are great. Patrick Mahomes, Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, they're three-star recruits. They're, they're not huge college prospects. There's a reason. People don't suck at their job this frequently to, make, to, to lead us to believe that scouts are just idiots and all of a sudden you get to the NFL and a player that isn't close to as good as a five-star recruit Or a number one overall pick, all of a sudden he's just better at football? Well, maybe that's because he got drafted later, which means he got drafted to a better team that's more complete and more ready for a quarterback that can take him over the top. Think about it before you react. These guys are not all experts. Look at the advanced stats, the deep stats, if you really want to dive into a rabbit hole. They're out there. Um, But use your eyes. The eye test will tell you everything. You can see players making throws that you're like, oh, well, he didn't have any time, or he doesn't have the receivers, or he he doesn't have running backs. If you watch, you can see where they saw talent and where it's still there, but maybe they're not put in the position to succeed like some of these guys that are picked later. Thank you for tuning in to the Flipside Podcast, Flipside for your ears. Again, like, subscribe, download, leave a review, and uh, see you next time. Thank you.